0: Welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad Good. If this is your first time listening to First Time Podcast, it's really, really simple. One of us, or both of us, are experiencing something for the first time. A lot of times it's going to be a movie or a TV show, um, but it can literally be anything. And surprise, today's topic is a movie. And I am joined by someone you haven't heard in probably two or three weeks. Um, My Recurring guest, my favorite guest, uh, my wife, Nikki. How's it going?
1: Good. How are you?
0: I'm good. You know, hanging out. Still, uh, you know, 2021 now. Things still sort of suck, but... Mm, yeah, new year. <laughs> nothing else really new. Um, tonight, we are going to be talking about a movie that was huge in my childhood, but um, you had never seen from front to back... In its entirety. Um, I don't
1: think so, at least.
0: Well, you don't remember it if you did, so um, it's new to you. So it is your first time in, at least in a long time. but. um, First time in a
1: long time. Sounds like a song. Is that a song?
0: It's probably like a song from this movie. (laughs) Uh,
1: First time in in a long time.
0: But um, we will not subject you to any more singing, because today we are talking about the Karate Kid.
1: This is it. This is the end of the line. Telling me. Did I tell you about the pool here? For Daniel LaRusso, Is this the only pool you guys got? the future seemed far from terrific. This place is a dump. You should go back to New Jersey. Hey, I know it's hard, but we're not quitters, are we? Until he met the right girl. She's beautiful. I say she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. Is that your address? You got it. But that only angered the wrong guy. You know, country club at 9.30. Definitely. gotta be nuts. And his troubles really began. Then, in one man, he found a teacher. I promise teach karate. And a friend. Fighting. Always last answer. How did you do that? Don't know. First time. Power. Whole body. Make a perfect picture. But how do I know if my picture is the right one? If come from inside you, always right one one about the balance, not just karate. one for all life. White drink. So well, I won't have to fight. <laughs> hey, karate kid! Let's do the move? You know, points or no points. <laughs> you're dead meat. I don't have much of a cheering section. You got me? In the end, it will be yeah. in Daniel's hands. We a point. Alone, in his body. Yeah. Most of all, in his mind. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember, balance. No mercy. Columbia Pictures present hey, The Karate Kid. Hey, what kind of belt do you have? Canvas. You like? J.C. <laughs> Penney, G98.
0: <laughs> okay, The Karate Kid released June 22nd, 1984 it had a 8 million dollar budget and grossed over 91 million in the United States alone impressive wow um, directed by John G Avildsen
1: no way who also directed I don't know who that is. <laughs> he
0: directed Rocky
1: oh yeah
0: um neighbors the formula karate kid part 2 karate kid part 3 Rocky is that that's four right V is or is that five five, five. I'm <laughs> not good at Roman numerals and eight seconds written by Robert Mark Kamen, who wrote Taps Gladiator Lethal Weapon three The Fifth Element that's good mm-hmm. The Transporter Angel Has Fallen amongst um all of his films that he's done um, I'm just sort of naming some of the top things um Kid, Kids Stars Ralph Macchio as Danielson, the Karate Kid himself. Um, Pat Morita as Mr. Miyagi. Elizabeth Shue as Ally. Uh, Martin Cove as Crease. Randy Heller as Lucille, and William Zabka as Johnny. Obviously, a lot more cast in that, but those are sort of the main players. Um, this movie, for in our household, was like uh, top tier. There was probably like five movies that were in our top movies of all time that replayed at our house. And you've seen the pictures of Jake wearing the karate kid yeah. t-shirt and the karate kid headband. And he was like, I don't know, a toddler, not not necessarily a toddler. Cause I was a toddler then, but excuse me, he was like, I don't know, right at that formative age. And, uh, so this movie was on all the time when we were kids, the, the whole, uh, first three movies, I can't say it really, the trilogy, even though I consider it sort of the trilogy there is, a fourth movie, a TV series, then a reboot of the series. But you said this was not one in your household?
1: No, I remember watching Three Ninjas a lot.
0: That was that, <laughs> that was more 90s, though, you know, yeah. obviously. But um, I watched Three Ninjas, too. But this, you know, this came out um, a full year before I was even born. But in our household, I grew up a 90s kid, obviously, born in 85, at the end of 85. But... Um, with older siblings, Jake was definitely an 80s kid and Jessica was sort of like mm-hmm. late 80s, early 90s kid. And so, growing up, I watched a lot of 80s movies that, to me, I didn't know they were old. Like this and Goonies, License to Drive.
1: And I also didn't watch those growing up. I didn't watch Goonies till like, I was a teenager. I didn't even, like, hear of it. Like, I, I have one older sister that's not much older than me, so I don't know what the deal, deal was.
0: Well, also, like, in... This is, you know times have changed quite a bit since then but back then it was pretty much like these are boys movies these are girls movies and I felt like Goonies was sort of trans you know it went to both sides but I mean you I didn't know like any girls that were in karate but when I was a kid like if you were in karate you were like lucky
1: I only knew one kid that was in karate karate in my school for sure I mean I'm sure there was more than I knew of but she was a girl okay
0: I know there was a lot of kids in my, like, and in, in so many people just, or kids so just sort of like um, anything at that age, whether it's learning an instrument or, mm-hmm. um, you know, taking piano lessons, I guess that's an instrument too, but like, you know, there's so many different things that kids signed up for, Boy Scouts, all the stuff that they would try for like a month or, you know, two and then quit, and karate was like at the top of that list, because I think, you know, movies like this portrayed it as badass, like... You're gonna learn karate, you're gonna go to school and beat up the bully uh-huh. that's picking on you, and, um, that's not how karate is, cause, I mean, they, they do show in this movie, like, um, <laughs> with Miyagi-Do that it is more of a self-defense and not of a offense. Uh-huh. Like, you only use it to protect yourself, or more if defense, someone's... you mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, you said offense.
0: Well, I said, um, it's more of a self-defense and not so much offense. Oh, okay, okay. But... You know, Cobra Kai is definitely, in this movie, more offense. They're, like, strike first, strike hard, show no mercy. So you sort of have the good and bad factions, you know, the good and bad guys in this movie. But the story is really, really simple. Um, Daniel is a high schooler who whose mom who lives in New Jersey, and his mom gets a new job in computers. And, computers. yeah, in computers in 84. That was, uh, you know, unheard of, but... She gets a job in computers, and they have to move to California so she can pursue this job. Um, So, you know, we sort of open with him and his mom, like, getting in the car, and they're driving down the street, and all the kids are waving goodbye, and he has all these friends in Jersey, and he's clearly um, a a, a very scrawny, skinny Italian kid with Mm -hmm. a very Italian mother who's um, lower class, lower mid-class, because their car doesn't start unless he's pushing it. And we get this cool montage of them driving across the country and we get some cool looks at the uh, the desert and um, at the mountains and all this cool stuff. And so we're learning in that, you know, he's going all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast, you know, this little Italian uh, sort of scrawny scrapper is moving to california is sort of portrayed as like you know he went from the city to the beaches to the surf kids mm-hmm. and like his first day there he's walking in and he meets a kid who's like want to go to a beach party he sees his rad bmx bike um invites him to a beach party and that's where we sort of kick off and we meet like all the cast of characters
1: yeah i want to first say that he looks much younger than everybody else's age that's supposed to be his age Oh, there? absolutely,
0: and and we'll get to that with some of the uh, facts. I hope you're not I, reading well, off my notes because no,
1: I was I forgot to Google. I was going to Google all the actors like ages. So... Oh
0: yeah, I'm going to go through that because it's okay. absolutely wild. You're gonna it's going to blow your mind. Ah! But um, <laughs> we, we, and like I said, we're not going to go through like beat for beat. But basically, he he gets invited to this party. He's there. He meets Allie, who um again is played by Elizabeth Shue, who went on to become a huge actress in the '80s and '90s and um so many boys crushes at that time but um
1: was she your crush
0: no she was older than me like it was probably jake's crush or even then she he was probably a little too young for that oh,
1: when you're watching at the time it's not like right you are thinking, oh, she's actually 28 now
0: right yeah i mean I in adventures of babysitting i i like had a crush on her in that mm-hmm. because uh she was badass in that movie yeah the back to the future movies a lot of times she was like passed out through the entire movie <laughs> like carrying her around um especially back to the future too but like i said so many boys had crush on her but that's where we meet her um they're playing soccer on the beach and she has a radio and daniel's flirting with her and kicks the ball over to her and he's showing her how to dribble it and that's when we meet uh johnny who's played by william zapka and the rest of the cobra kai boys they show up on dirt bikes they're douchebags
1: Big douchebags. Yeah,
0: they're clearly jealous of Allie uh, flirting with Daniel. And so they pick a fight with him. And Daniel, being a East Coast, Jersey kid, doesn't back down. And he has a sort of uh, smart mouth. And they start fighting. And they're obviously outnumbering Daniel. And his, his friends that he just met that day don't have his back, which doesn't surprise me. Because, you know, like you said, he looks like he's about half the age of everybody else <laughs> in that group. It's like a bunch of adults show up on motorcycles and whoop his ass. <laughs> Um, and that sort of starts this relationship and for some reason there's, it's really never explained why, what Allie sees in, in Daniel, because mm-hmm. she fights so hard in this movie for his affection and he's, he's good to her, but also at times he's just one, he's an asshole to her and he keeps getting her in trouble. It's like, she pursues him so, um, like persistently throughout this movie and it just keeps getting him in trouble to the point where he sort of backs down from her and then she's like upset about it but he's just tired of getting his ass whooped
1: i was gonna say like every time i look at you they a gang comes and kicks my ass right
0: so yeah i (laughs) don't blame him is
1: and i you see that kind of scenario mocked or no a lot in um other movies like like the ex-boyfriend with the oh yeah does that originate from this movie or is that just i don't think uh, so
0: but um it's definitely this was probably well before it was in like everything
1: yeah the ex shows up with the friends and they're like another guy with my ex
0: yeah and what a
1: what a punk
0: and in this, like, you know, the karate is so over the top and, and, uh, it is exaggerated quite a bit. Just be, I mean, everything was, you know, like Rocky, the boxing is not at all like real boxing. This is karate not a hundred percent like real karate. It does have, they, I think they had some real like martial artists on mm-hmm. the set who were doing, um, the fight coordination and, and that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it's. Of course, over the top, and and these Cobra Kai kids know know, they're supposed to be badasses and know karate, and they show up and they just whoop his ass. So Daniel, of course, um, is interested in defending himself. He goes and finds a karate studio right across the street from the new restaurant his mom works at, which I think is an interesting plot Mm -hmm. turn. Um, He he goes into a restaurant, sees his mom, and it's briefly sort of um, brushed over that she no longer is working for the, the, like, the computer company has gone bankrupt or something, so Mm -hmm. she's now working as a hostess at a restaurant. She moved across the country from Jersey, packed up everything. Daniel had to leave all of his friends and start a new life to get his ass whooped by this dojo of badasses so she could work as a hostess.
1: Yeah, it's like, can we just go back home?
0: Right, like, (laughs) it just is wild to me. And, And I don't remember, I was reading in some of the notes and stuff, and I guess it's a little more better it's better explained in like the novelization and maybe in the lead scene or in the screenplay that they didn't film it that um she actually like was going she, she got all the way to california and that company had already gone under by the time she gets there the computer company and um so she goes to this restaurant and sees like one of the people walking out yelling i quit so she goes in and she was the first person to apply for this new job and gets it so Um, And and she mentions in the movie that it's like for better, she has better hours and benefits and that kind of stuff. Um, But it just seems like, can you imagine moving across the country and, and all that shit? And he's, he's just having a rough go at it. And it's like, For a server, not saying that, you know, or a a hostess, and it's not saying that's a bad job, but that's a big move for that kind of work.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it happens a lot. Yeah, I mean, especially... (laughs) You go for your dream job, and it's like...
0: Well, in California, everybody moves to LA to become an actress and... and they uh, end up waiters. Being a waiter, yeah. Yeah, And that's, you know, that's part of life, and that's okay. But, um, yeah, so basically, in this story, you know, he gets his ass whooped, he goes to a karate dojo, and... It's Cobra Kai, and he's watching it intensely, um, and that's where we sort of meet Kreese, who's this badass played by Martin Cove. He's a uh, dojo, a a, uh, a sensei. That's what the word I was looking for, and he's teaching these, this group of kids to be ruthless assholes, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he sees Johnny is there, and he realizes, oh shit! Like the guys, the the kids that are whooping my ass are actually like karate mm-hmm. kids.
1: can't get lessons here right he can't
0: get lessons and there's a big scene where they they are looking for him they chase him out of the dojo and stuff but um he goes home and his faucet in his kitchen isn't working so his mom sends him to find a maintenance man and that's where we meet mr miyagi he goes down to this little hut it's weird it's like at the bottom and Mm -hmm. it's like this maintenance room basically and this um little old asian man is down there trimming bonsai trees And Daniel says, you know, hey, our faucet's not working in like in uh, apartment 20. And he's like, yes, I'll fix, you know, and uh, he doesn't fix it right away. But Daniel, him and Daniel sort of or Daniel's more curious about him. Like what's Mm -hmm. this guy's story and sort of starts hanging out. He shows Daniel
1: at first trying to catch a fly with chopsticks. And he's like, what? That's
0: not the first time. Okay. He does eventually come over and there is a scene there, but the first time I think he he sits him down and teaches him to trim the bonsai tree. yeah, I
1: remember it was later.
0: And he gives his mom and him both a bonsai tree to take back home. And so this guy's already, like, super nice. He gives them both trees. Mm -hmm. He has, like, a a hundred fucking bonsai trees for some reason, which is really cool. And you'll learn later in in the series they become more of something. But um, I
1: tried to grow a bonsai tree once.
0: This movie had to, like...
1: Side note.
0: Yeah. This movie had... I remember you had one. Yeah, when we were together, you've had one. Like, when we first probably... No,
1: that was, like, a bamboo plant thing. But I tried... I had this little thing to grow one from like seeds and it like just never grew
0: you didn't have patience like Miyagi
1: probably not but um I did wrong
0: it's yeah I mean they they the um bonsai sales and karate lesson sales had to exponentially skyrocket after this movie I mean I know my like I said my brother had the cool karate kid t-shirt and the headband um those things probably sold out the out the nose but um Basically, he strikes up this friendship with this old Asian man who teach who fixes his bike after he has an incident because, you know, he keeps pursuing, Allie keeps pursuing him and Daniel keeps trying to um, date her, but he's obviously having issues. They show up to a Halloween dance and then Daniel is sort of an asshole there. Mm -hmm. The situation had sort of gotten under control and then Daniel, while it seemed like Johnny was like smoking weed in the bathroom... Puts a hose over the stall.
1: Yeah, he was smoking weed.
0: And, st- and soaks him. And, and it's one of my favorite and it's very popular scene from this movie because the Cobra Kai are all dressed as badass skeletons. Yeah. And Daniel's dressed as a shower. why? Um, <laughs> oh and th- there's there's something I actually caught for the first time this time. And I, I have not seen this movie from front to back in a very long time. Like just sat down and watched it. And so this time I paid attention to a lot of the details that I hadn't when I was younger. Um, and I noticed when he goes down, he's talking to Miyagi in his little, um, maintenance room. Uh, he says, you know, he's like, you're not going to the dance. And he says, no, I don't have a costume. And you look behind them and there's the shower.
1: Oh. And so
0: he says, you know, Oh, I make one. And he makes him a shower and and he also mentions he doesn't want to be seen by anybody. Um, so he makes a shower around him so he's not seen.
1: Yeah, the curtain goes like around his head. Yeah, so
0: which is just nonsensical because he cannot he physically yeah, can't see either and he's, he's just, running to everyone.
1: Yeah, taking up space.
0: But um, you know, it leads to a funny fight scene where he runs and runs into traffic, causes a major traffic accident, which is just sort of glossed over. Um you know, and they just keep antagonizing each other. And there is this theory out there That actually sort of, like, started this Cobra Kai series on Netflix, or started on YouTube then Netflix, that Daniel's actually the bully, and the Cobra Kai kids are not.
1: How's that?
0: Like, he's the one always instigating. He's the one, um, if he would just shut up and, like, Mm -hmm. he just always is um, pushing for it. And in this case, he he puts the hose over the bathroom. Yeah. Um, He takes the girl. He's sort of flaunting the the girl. But the gang
1: just kind of shows up, and they... How can you say that when the gang just shows up and they decide to start shit with him because he's talking to one of their
0: exes? That's true. I mean, I I don't necessarily agree with the theory. I'll have to show you the video later. It's a little more convincing than I am. But, um, you know, flash forward through this movie... Um there's a lot more he, he gets his ass they they actually run him off the road on his bike and breaks his bike so he comes home and throws the bike. He just keeps coming home with one first he has a black eye, then he has a scraped up face and his mom's starting mm-hmm. to worry like what the hell's going on? His bike's broken. Miyagi fixes the bike, Miyagi makes his Halloween costume. Um like you said, he comes over and Miyagi's trying to catch a fly and chopsticks which i read um how they did that was just they had like a plastic fly on a fishing wire and dangled (laughs) it above me it looked convincing
1: yeah i was gonna say it's like that's definitely i mean not that they had the technology back then but it was not cgi which i appreciate right it
0: actually looks better like i i wondered how they did that and so i you know found it on online and i was like holy shit and of course you know daniel catches it
1: did they train the fly yeah
0: is uh Jeff Goldblum they uh <laughs> of course you know he's doing it and he says you know he says something like some wise thing Miyagi's very wise he says something about like if you can catch a fly with chopsticks uh you're capable of anything anything or something and then Daniel sits down with the chopsticks and catches it like right away and beginner luck
1: yeah I said it before he did you did I'm like, I'm like oh, beginner's luck and you're like oh he's gonna say it and yep. he did yeah. We're on the same wavelength.
0: You and Miyagi are spirit animals. Yes. Um,
1: hey, wouldn't a fly swatter be easier? Man who catch fly with chopstick, accomplish anything. You have catch one? Not yet.
0: And so, you know, we, we sort of flash forward again, and um, Daniel wants to learn karate, and... Oh, and this is sort of what engages this whole situation. Um, These, after the kids uh, are beating his ass on Halloween night, Miyagi, like fucking Spider-Man, flips over a fence and whoops all their asses with like little to no effort and uh, saves Daniel. Daniel wakes up and he's like, I saw this flash of light, basically. This thing whooped all their asses. And he was like, that was me, Daniel. (laughs) Uh, And so he's like, can you teach me? And so they go down to uh, Cobra Kai and Miyagi stands up to Kreese and tells him, you know, tell your boys to stop whooping my boy. Mm -hmm. And Kreese is like, Hey, old man, stop beating up kids. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) you're both wrong. And then Miyagi stupidly is like, okay, well I'm entering Daniel who has at this point, literally zero martial arts experience. I'm entering you into the all state tournament. Um, and you're competing against these kids who have actual belts who train every day at a real dojo, and if you win, they're gonna leave you alone, and if you lose, you're basically bait from now on.
1: And like, enter him as a black belt.
0: Well, yeah, that we'll get to that too. Cause, okay. Yeah, he at that point he hasn't done that. He just tells him, you know, he'll be at the mm-hmm. the tournament and. Daniel is like walking back to the car, and he's like, "What the fuck did you just do, you idiot!" Like, I can't win this, and and I love how Miyagi is so um, like nonchalant in this movie. He's yeah. and Daniel's like, "Yo, you must have a great plan for this." And he's like, "No," like, <laughs> I, you know, and he just he has faith in him. But even throughout the movie, he the message is sort of mixed because there's there's certain points where Miyagi's like, uh, "No shame in quitting," and it's like that's not the message of this movie, or he's just like i don't know it, it's very different if it was made you know, which they did they made it with uh jaden smith i think is mm-hmm. karate kid and it's very different but um i sort of appreciate these 80s movies that have a less clear message um in them but anyways we we get back to um he takes daniel to this how the, i don't even know what i guess you call it, dojo this area that has a beautiful garden with all these decks built everywhere and a really nice fence, and all these beautiful cars, and it's all fenced in. And, you know, he's like, your training starts tomorrow at 6 a.m. He comes, and he teaches Daniel, uh, you're going to wax and clean all the cars. And this, this, this saying has sort of become infamous with the wax on, wax yeah. off. Um, you know, it's been mocked and parodied in every martial arts, and every parody movie, and every movie from the mid-80s to the late 90s, probably. And so... You know, he teaches them to use one hand for the wax and one hand to buff. And you had to go in different circles.
1: Wax on, right hand, wax off, left hand, wax on, wax off, breathe in through nose, out the mouth, wax on, wax off. Don't forget to breathe. Very important. Wax on, wax off, wax on. Hey, where these cars
0: come from? Detroit. And I loved watching it through your eyes because you're like, what does this have to do? Like, you're doing the same thing Daniel is. You're like, what does this have to do with martial arts? You were questioning it. I'm like, have faith, this will come back. And then he's like, you know, okay, I'm done with all the cars. He's like, all right, you need to sand the. The decks, all of them, Uh and do the same thing. He had two hand sanders, you know, left and right, left and right, semi like counterclockwise circles and clockwise circles. Then he teaches them to paint, and he uses the wrist up and then down, up Mm -hmm. and then down, and he puts us puts Daniel through the fucking ringer, like
1: yeah, it's hard work.
0: It is, and obviously, like I read in you know the the trivia stuff that you know obviously he. Did barely any of it and the cast and crew actually had to sand all of it to make it look like he did but um he puts him through the ringer and daniel is sort of getting pissed at the point where he asks him to paint the house he's like every time he finishes something miyagi's like now here's the next task or the other yeah. side of the fence or this or that and, he, and daniel understandably he tells daniel like i'll teach you but you can't question me and Daniel starts questioning him, like "What the hell?" And he's like, "Trust the process. Trust the process." And it gets to a point where Daniel's boiling over, and he's like, "I quit." And so Miyagi tries to like hit him, and he blocks it, and he like realizes, "Oh shit!" Like the you know wax on, wax off is is blocking like punches, and then the uh, sanding is blocking kicks, and the the or the brushing, you know, everything he's learned is defense so far. Mm-hmm. So he can at least defend himself from getting his ass whooped next time. Um, sort of a cool moment just because when they finally showed it you were like oh okay
1: yeah but i feel like there could have been it could have been done differently
0: i know but it also shows like hard work and perseverance like if he pushes through this and trusts
1: if he works hard um mr mulagi can have a nice house right and
0: then but (laughs) to be fair then daniel's son gets to go there train he gets a free Mm -hmm. fucking car i know
1: but that was after yeah it's like okay this is paying off Like, he gave him a nice old car and um, that karate thing that... The the gi? Yeah, his wife made.
0: Yeah, we get a really sad scene in here, too, where... It's it's not on Daniel's birthday. There's a a scene where Daniel's birthday, but there's a scene where uh, he shows up and Miyagi is drunk. I think it's actually when he's been, like, working and he goes inside and Miyagi's drunk and singing a, like, old... uh, japanese like lullaby or something i had read and um it's probably it's like the only backstory we really get on miyagi we find out you know he he gets uh daniel to have a drink with him it's probably like sake or something and then um he's he's singing to like a picture of a woman and he tells daniel it's his wife and um, we find out that his wife and, um, child had died in childbirth mm-hmm. and that, um, and then he puts Miyagi to bed cause he's passed out drunk and he goes and sees that he actually had like a purple heart and a medal of honor. And he was like, um, very in a very, um, militant, like he was in the military and was very honored. So he has a quite a history, but he's a very quiet, um, guy who keeps to himself but we learn, you know, a little bit of backstory there, and we learn that um, throughout the movie that Miyagi was taught by his dad. Every time Daniel's like, "Where'd you learn that?" Mm-hmm. Oh, father taught me, you know. And he's like, "I thought your dad was a fisherman." He's like, "You can do more than one thing, you idiot. <laughs> like, you can fucking fish and do karate, Daniel. You dumbass." But um, you know, then fast forward, Daniel learns starts learning uh, karate. He they go to the beach and um he watches miyagi stand on these wood planks and do this sort of um crane thing where he jumps from one leg to the other and he's balancing on these tall wood poles and of course he asked where'd you learn that miyagi And what's miyagi say
1: i don't remember my father my father okay <laughs>
0: um just like everything but uh, it's a pattern <laughs> right and so you know daniel's slowly learning slowly learning he's not um he does get a gi eventually i think it's a, his birthday gift Uh, Because Daniel is such a lonely loser that he spends his birthday with Miyagi. um, (laughs) And he gets a gi, which has a bonsai tree sewn on the back, which is really cool. And he said that um, it was made from his wife. Like, his wife sewed it for him. um, You know, for the the, uh, All-Valley tournament. And we eventually get there I, i'm not i'm probably passing by some other scenes there's a lot of other scenes where confrontation at school and stuff and basically the the kids now at school like they tried to approach daniel and now they can't like they had a deal with their and they listened to their sensei 100 percent. like their sensei said leave him alone don't touch him wait till the tournament to whoop his ass basically mm-hmm. so now daniel is, is being a dick and he's rubbing it in these kids faces <laughs> like watch this alley like he basically walks up farts in her face like you guys can't do anything (laughs) (laughs) like he's just a prick to him to to antagonize him because he knows that they're which to me is just like you're just building up the tension to the point at the tournament they want to fucking kill you but um eventually and like i said i am probably skipping a bunch of stuff but eventually they do get to the tournament and um they show up late and it's Allie and we've, we have uh, there is also like a big uh, montage at he eventually gives Daniel a car to He lets him pick out a car from all these different cars and he picks this really cool yellow uh, car and he drives it over to um, golf and stuff I think is what they call it and to find Allie because that was their where their first date was. Which was another great scene, because Daniel shows up with his mother, who's driving <laughs> to this really big mansion, and he meets uh, Allie's parents, and she comes... It's sort of the old, like, I don't know, um, rich, poor type thing. Yeah. Da- Daniel comes from the East Coast, and he's a poor Italian kid with a single mom, and he goes and sees Allie's house, and her, her parents are coming back from, like, tennis, and they're in a mansion, mm-hmm. and um, he, they have to ride with her, because he doesn't have a car, and... And uh she gets she actually like sits in the driver's seat while Daniel and his mom pushed a car to get it started and they go there and they have a good time, but of course the Cobra Kai kids are there and they fuck with them. But um later on in the movie Daniel gets this yellow car and goes there to find Allie and apologize to her and win her back and what she does, you know, and then shows off the car and lets her drive it, which is really stupid. He just got this car, it's a classic yes. car, and he's like, Here, wanna drive it? I mean, Dude, you already got her. Like, you don't have to impress her anymore. She's been very aggressively pursuing you the entire movie. You don't have to let her drive your new car. But it's a movie. But, anyways. I feel like a
1: teenage boy would do that. Though. Oh, yeah. Just very typical. So, you want to drive it? And then she'll just. Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah. And we eventually do get to the All State or the All Valley tournament. And. Um, they get there late and it's Ali. It's just Ali Miyagi and Daniel's son. and they're signing him up. And um, they do have some deceiving there. That's where like the black belt thing comes in. They're mm-hmm. like, uh, "What level of belt is Daniel?" And he can't get in unless he's like a certain level. So uh, Miyagi's teaching of martial arts does not involve belts. So he just tells him black belt, and then he steals a black belt out of someone's bag, gives it to <laughs> Ali to put it on. And, of course, they get there, and they get in the locker room, and there's, like, a fucking fight right away in the locker room.
1: Oh, he also tells them that, I think, you can only have, like, one person with you, like, yeah. your coach. Yeah, And he did, He wanted his girlfriend to come, too. And he's like, oh, that's, uh, she's our translator, because he doesn't speak English. Which... So he lies.
0: Yeah, they lied, like, deceived their lying. way into here. So, you know, if they would have gotten caught, they should have been disqualified. So, there's another thing, Daniel is a bully. Yeah.
1: But, um... <laughs> liar
0: yeah and so they get in there and of course um starts off a little rocky and daniel sort of you know he doesn't under, they don't even know the rules there's another miyagi thing where they get there and daniel's like what are the rules miyagi and he's like i don't know <laughs> like you, i thought you knew all about this and he's like i never fight for point i always fight for self-defense yeah I never fight for point and so daniel's like oh shit so right away he's he's learning like oh a strike above the waist is like one point or something and whatever there's a point system and the first one to three wins. And so he so he finally gets the hang of it and wins actually wins a match and, and you know, there it's a big montage of like Cobra Kai basically murdering everybody with fucking rad spin kicks and mean punches. They're they're ruthless is what they're trying to portray. Like mm-hmm. these Cobra Kai guys are scary, they're the villains, and Danielson is um doing very well, but he's also um he shows mercy. He's he's goes by the rules. He's very, um, holds himself back. And eventually, you know, we get to him, Daniel fighting a Cobra Kai, uh, dude and they fight and they fight and, um, he, he wins. And then crease, who's the bad guy, the bad, the, the, uh, bad, um, sensei basically is like, you know, hurt him. We need him out of this. Like the kid's like, I'll get disqualified. And I've, I've trained all year for this. And the guy's like, I don't care. Like disqualify yourself to hurt Daniel. And he does. And Daniel's leg is injured. And basically it looks like it's over, but you know, this is an eighties movie and it's, um, an inspirational sports movie. So they take him back to the locker room and they test his knee. And it's like, Oh, he can't go, you know, they're going to forfeit. There's no shame in it. And that's what everyone sort of says. And then Daniel, and then of course Miyagi does his magic. He rubs his hands together, (laughs) touches the knee. It's fixed. Uh, Partially and Daniel decides to try for it. So they go out and spoiler. He fights Johnny. Who's been the entire biggest asshole of the entire movie. And, uh, they have a really close fight and he's told, he he tells Johnny to, uh, sweep the leg, take out Daniel's leg again. And, uh, he doesn't want to do it and Crease threatens him. And so he goes in and he basically cheats and hurts Daniel and Daniel's down to one leg. So of course we have that moment where he comes back with the crane kick and wins Big deal, you know, he gets on the one leg and puts his arms out like a crane and kicks Johnny Mm -hmm. in the face, wins the tournament, um, wins the trophy, and then roll the credits as Miyagi smiles, which um, I'm excited for you to see the sequel because I thought the beginning of part two was the end of part one, so when the credits rolled, I was like, what the fuck, this is the end?
1: Yeah, it ended very abruptly, like, it just, like, just got like it like climax and it was done <laughs>
0: well yeah and it definitely felt like and and we're probably just spoiled by movies in general here uh now but like back then it was like it had all this you know huge build up and we watched all these different matches and stuff and then it felt like johnny and him went really fast like in my mind i remember the crank kick mm-hmm. being i mean everybody that summer into the 90s knew the crane kick they walked around oh, and it yeah. was like jokingly like if you're in a fight and you throw that up at a bar or something stupid yep. like because everyone it gets a laugh people still do it but um i just remember it being a bigger moment like like that there was maybe like slow motion or something but in the movie it goes by so fast that mm-hmm. final match
1: and it looks so goofy
0: right it doesn't look at all <laughs> like none of it it's it's just hard to take serious it's like this is not intimidating <laughs> um but yeah that's pretty much the story of uh karate kid what did you think was it pretty much what you were thinking
1: it wasn't i i wasn't blown away by it at all
0: you enjoy it though
1: i guess
0: i didn't love it okay i didn't
1: love it no i just this is i don't get why it's so special (laughs) basically
0: well i think you know like i said it's probably more so like probably a lot of nostalgia but For me, it still holds up pretty well. Um, I think the performances are pretty good. It has a lot of great 80s music. Um, I do think, like I said, nostalgia plays a lot in it because, like, can you imagine if you're a kid about that age watching it and you're bullied at school and you're like, man, like, I Mm want to be Daniel because he's an underdog. Yeah. You know, and he comes up from nothing and wins the tournament and whoops everyone's ass. That's, like, as cool as it gets. Um, You sort of put yourself in those shoes. But one thing... That I found interesting and you never mentioned was that Pat Morita, Mr Miyagi, is Arnold on Happy Days. Yes. Like I had I I haven't watched a lot of Happy Days. I'm like and you are a big Happy Days stand. So I was like mm-hmm. surprised. Did you were you like Did you just know this the whole time Like oh well, yeah, Mr yeah. Miyagi's Arnold, and then he was in the Alien Ant Farm video. Yeah. But did you know that he was originally a stand up comedian? No. Yeah. Well, we're going to get more into some of the trivia, um, but we're going to take a quick break and hear from the Podcast Network, and we'll be right back on First Time Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal
0: So now that we've talked about the story and we got a little bit into some of the trivia stuff, um there is so much about this movie that I did not know until I read about it later. Like I said, um Pat Morita who played Mr. Miyagi started as a stand-up comedian. Uh, he has a rich history which could be its own podcast, but um he's best known before Mr. Miyagi as playing Arnold um who was he did he own the restaurant? Yeah. And then what was the other cook's name that's in like Al, Al he's a mm-hmm. like, easy to cook.
1: I think he then he took over or something. I can't so quite Al remember. Might have, Al
0: might have taken over for Arnold.
1: Yeah. But
0: I know in the Buddy Holly video now that I think about it they're both in it cuz um
1: I I can't I mean it's been like decades since I watch it regu- regularly. So
0: Well, I'm about to blow your mind cuz when I started reading this I I've tried to keep like tight-lipped about it cuz I was like this is going to blow your mind and it probably won't now that, you know, I've I've built it up. But <laughs> Pat Marita, Mr. Miyagi, how old do you think he was when they filmed Karate Kid?
1: I think you like told me he was like 50 or something. 51. Yeah.
0: He is Ralph Macchio who played Daniel in, you know, he's in in Cobra Kai now. You've seen him in Cobra Kai. He is older than Pat marita was in karate kid oh yeah they look i mean night and day he yeah he looked in that movie like he could be his great grandfather now like i cannot fathom he was 51 he looked like he was 80
1: yeah
0: mr miyagi looked like
1: he's always looked old in my world
0: i think <laughs> i think i had read that he spent like a lot of his childhood in a hospital he had like he had like some kind of disorder or disease and so i imagine maybe just premature aging i don't know Some
1: people just look old.
0: He just, yeah, he looked ancient. He died in 2005 at only 73. And when I read that, I read that first before I read everything else. I'm like, he was only 73 in 2005. I thought he was 73 in 84. (laughs) And that's a big, that's a big jump. I cannot believe he's only 51. Like, I just, I'm thinking of like 50 year olds that I know. And I'm like, like, he's only, you know, like 15 years older than Mm -hmm. I am now. Holy shit. And Karate Kid, like jesus christ he looks oldish as, as dirt but um he didn't actually have like any kind of martial arts background he actually mm-hmm. spoke very clear english yeah. which you probably know from happy days did he have an accent on happy yeah. days Yeah. he didn't have like in real life he has no accent like oh. he's, he spoke fluent clear english um obviously did the uh accent for the movie but he was nominated for best um supporting actor for an oscar for this movie nice yeah um, did not win, I don't think, but he did win several other awards. I think he was up for a Golden Globe, too, and he won um, several like smaller awards at other international festivals. But I'll just go through some of these facts that I found interesting. There was books of information about this and a lot of stuff that relates to other movies that I cut out because um, I don't want to spoil anything for you because okay. I think two is pretty fun and I won't, I won't even give you my reviews of them. But the yellow classic automobile that Daniel polishes in the famous wax on wax off training scene, then later offered by Mr. Miyagi as a birthday gift, was actually uh, given to Ralph Macchio by the producer, and he still owns it. It's Ooh. a nineteen forty-eight Ford Super Deluxe. So he actually still has the car. He actually still he actually got it, which is really cool. That, what
1: a lucky guy! Yeah,
0: that'd be a great gift to take home. Um, Ralph Macchio, how old do you think he was when he filmed this? Mm-hmm. Daniel, how old do you think? A uh,
1: child. No, I, I don't know. Sixteen.
0: He's twenty-two.
1: Did not look
0: twenty-two. I know that. But think about this: <laughs> Daniel was twenty-two. Miyagi was fi- only fifty-one. Yeah. Not even thirty years between them.
1: He looked. He looked like he just started puberty. Right. Yeah. He was scrawny. Just he was tall. <laughs> yeah, and and
0: just lanky. Uh, he's only twenty-two during filming. Some of the cast did not believe him when he. They asked about his age. Um, although they played mother and son, Randy Heller, his mom, was only 14 years older than him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: His mom, yeah, looks like... It, they're convincing mother and son, and she's only... I mean, she could okay. have had him when she was 14. Yeah. But, um, yeah. The studio wanted to drop the drunk Miyagi scene, uh, feeling it slowed the pace down, but director John Adelson argued for it, and it... Um, A lot of people believe that scene is what got him nominated for an Oscar.
1: Yeah, got to add some drama, got to add some character development. I thought it was
0: great. Like, that's a highlight for me because we almost know nothing about Miyagi and we learn so much and and sympathize with him there. Uh Uh-huh. Like, we'd learn about his wife passing away and him serving... Like, there is so much packed into that one scene, I can't imagine what... Do you
1: think he saw Daniel as his son? Or I don't know if he had a son or a daughter, but the child that...
0: I think he, he became like a fatherly figure. Yeah,
1: he he didn't get to, you know,
0: Yeah, he didn't, He never got to have, yeah, yeah. I definitely think that, you know, he um, considered him like... And Daniel considered him a father figure, mm-hmm. too, because Daniel... We never learn about where Daniel's dad is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never mentioned, but, you know... Um, when... Miyagi is drunk and celebrating an anniversary he reveals he served in the army in the 442nd um, regimental combat team. The unit, composed mostly of Japanese Americans, uh, many of whom had been in intermittent camps, fought in Europe during World War II. It became the most highly decorated unit in the history of the United States military. So, in the movie, you know, obviously Pat Morita actually, wasn't actually in that unit, but um, they portrayed it as like he was one in the highest regarded decorated unit in the history. Pat Morita himself designed the bonsai logo that was sewed onto Daniel's gi. So that's really cool. That is cool. Um, Elizabeth Shue, who played Allie interrupted her studies at Harvard to be in this movie. And uh, she's not in the later movies because she was still, she went back to finish her school.
1: What a Nerd.
0: Yeah, and then she ended up just being this huge actress anyways, so she didn't need her education. You don't,
1: you don't need no brains when you've got the acting stuff.
0: Yeah, when you're that pretty.
1: <laughs> when you're pretty, you don't need no brains.
0: <laughs> Pat Morita's portrayal of Mr. Miyagi was heavily influenced by karate master Fumio Demora Morita, or Fumio Demura. Morita spent a lot of time with Demira, who doubled him in his fight scenes and translated not only Demira's attitude towards the martial arts of, to the character, but also his mannerisms and speech. So uh, this dude played Miyagi's stunt double in the fight scenes and, and choreographed some of the stuff. And then um, Miyagi just basically jacked his uh, mannerisms and speech, which is smart. Yeah. Um, William Zabka, who played Johnny, had no martial arts experience prior to being cast in the film. However, he was an accomplished wrestler. After this movie, he continued his karate training and became a second-degree green belt. The referee in the final match is Pat E. Johnson, a karate expert and former student of Chuck Norris. He instructed many movie stars in karate. He is credited as fight instructor or choreographer for this film. In the opening scene... The kids chasing the car down the street, waving goodbye to, to uh, Daniel, are all from the actual neighborhood. They were hanging around the set and interfering with the shoot, so the director offered to put them in the movie if they would leave them alone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Luckies.
0: Yeah, so they ended up, like, you know, pestering to the point that they got, actually, to be in the movie, which...
1: How cool would that be?
0: Yeah, I mean, going like... to, they, probably, they were all probably, like, poor like I was growing up and couldn't afford to go see Karate Kid, but... <laughs> They saw it six years later on VHS, like my brother. Um, <laughs> in real life, Pat Morita did not talk with a heavy Japanese accent that he used in the film as Mr. Miyagi. He can be heard talking in his normal voice on many of the DVD and Blu-ray features. So I'd I'd, I'd wonder if there is like a there's probably a commentary track with him that would be interesting yeah. to listen to. Um, the movie more or less was shot in sequence, which is very unusual for films in general. Which I I. To me, always, you know, as someone who doesn't make films as a kid, I just assumed that's how movies always were shot. Yeah. Um, again, the fly in the scene attached, was attached to a fishing line and being moved around by a crew member. Um, this is a really interesting one. At the time, Columbia Pictures was owned by Coca-Cola, which insisted that its products appear on screen. Ralph Macchio objected to that, especially after having to say Minute Made in the breakfast scene. In Miyagi's workshop, he deliberately covered the Sprite logo with his hand, so they made him redo the scene. This time, Ralph showed the Sprite logo for the shortest time he could get away with it. So, uh-huh. um, daniel son was also, um, like, fuck corporations, uh, uh-huh. badass, like, I don't like product placement, but they were owned by Coca-Cola, so. Interesting. Yeah, um, I don't think I even wrote it down, but there was also something about how um, Clint Eastwood's Son auditioned for the role of Daniel and didn't get it, so he um, Clint Eastwood banned Coke products from all the sets of his movies.
1: Wow, that's some uh, very petty, yeah very petty, petty ass shit.
0: Yeah, I agree. um This <laughs> this movie was the top rental video of nineteen eighty five. Which I, I think it. I think we just had to have owned it or taped it off TV probably. We probably didn't actually have a legit. We had to probably fast forward through commercials. Um, the long continuous shot from the moment Daniel exits the locker room at the tournament to the panoramic view of the entire gymnasium took over 35 takes to get right, according to Ralph Macchio. So that scene where she does come out and tell them that, you know, she's a translator and mm-hmm. then they look out because um, that big scene where they walk out, there's like hundreds of people in that gymnasium and in a bunch of different fights going on at once in the gym um i heard that that was an actual tournament and they had just basically reserved the spot for filming so that it would actually look realistic so it's actually a real karate tournament happening in the background of this uh shoot which those kids are probably walking looking over at ralph and like what a poser <laughs> um charlie sheen auditioned for the role of daniel Larusso, and from imdb they said that he turned it down but from what I've heard um LaRu- from what I heard um Machio say several times and, and the producers and stuff was that he auditioned but just didn't get it like yeah. he didn't turn it down he just he they really did want um, Ralph Machio you can watch his audition on YouTube uh, he was a great fit and they actually when they auditioned him changed I don't think he was originally supposed to be Italian I think his name was different in the original screenplay but they changed it to uh Larusso because They wanted it to be, like, more Italian.
1: I think everybody got to be so, like, embarrassed that they didn't... They got rejected. Right.
0: Yeah, it's okay. Not everybody gets every Yeah, it's okay.
1: Congratulate the person that got it. Yeah, and and I think
0: Charlie Sheen turned out okay until he got AIDS or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, winning or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, This one I found very interesting, didn't notice. But Daniel LaRusso, played by Ralph Macchio, is in every single scene of this movie. There's no yeah. no interactions between two characters without him, what you think about it's like that makes sense, but then you think about like there's no interaction between like Allie and you know um any of the her ex or anybody like there's no scenes with his mom talking to Miyagi by herself, there's nothing, not one single scene it's
1: all about the karate kid
0: right, which i I was like that's, i that's
1: yeah, that's pretty rare,
0: yeah, um let's see of the actors who played the four main characters of the movie, Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, Elizabeth Shue, and William Zabka. Um, Macchio, who played Daniel, is the only one um, who has not been nominated for an Oscar. Hmm. Um, You know, Pat Morita received uh, Best uh, Actor and Supporting Role nomination for this movie, Karate Kid. Uh, Elizabeth Shue was nominated for Best Actress in a Leading Role in 1995 for Leaving Las Vegas. And Zabka was co-nominated for Best Short Film Live Action for the 2003 short Most. So, that's pretty crazy to think, like, Daniel's the only one out of the main cast who it never got an Oscar nom. Hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: And I don't think it's coming, but...
1: <laughs> I was just gonna say... He was I was in, trying to think of something snarky to he, say, but I'm not going to.
0: Well, the thing is, like, I uh, he's best known for this movie, obviously. Um, people know him, and he's he's... But... He did, I mean, I think out of everybody, like, you know, Elizabeth Shue is probably the most famous, I guess you'd uh-huh. say, because she's she went on to do, like, Back to the Future and different things. But um, people forget that Ralph Macchio was in The Outsiders and he did My Cousin Vinny. He was, at the time, like, uh, a hot commodity and considered a very good actor. And he still is. I think he's he's sort of underrated. But then, you know, you get in those bigger roles and you become... Knowing as the karate kid, it's really hard yeah, to get... move on from it. Um, and he still looks exactly the same, he's unbelievably handsome. He looks so young still now, but um, obviously, now they're doing they're on they have three seasons of Cobra Kai and he's still playing the same character, which is fantastic.
1: Is that still going like, is there gonna be another season?
0: Yeah, the third one just came out um New Year's Day, so oh. um, let's see. Okay, here's a little bit more about um, the thing about Daniel's mom. Daniel and his and his mother moved to California for her job with Rocket Computers. The original skip, script reveals why f- Freddie had never heard of it and shed some light on why Miss LaRusso worked at the restaurant across from Cobra Kai Dojo. She tells Daniel, they went bankrupt, but listen to this. I walk out of Rocket with the beginning of an Excedrin headache, product placement, um, one through ten... <laughs> i have an headache. right which i think was a thing in the 80s like Uh, you would say that Um, one through ten about to come on and going back to the car when this woman comes flying out of the restaurant the orient express and she's screaming i quit i quit right behind her is this guy and he's yelling just as loud you can't quit you're fired it's one minute to noon people are coming in for lunch and i'm the first but only applicant i got the job when uh, Daniel questions her new position as a waitress, his mother clarifies that she is a hostess.
1: Oh, that's so much better.
0: I would rather be a hostess myself. Mm-hmm. I don't. You don't have to carry the food. But um, according, to, and here's the last one that I thought was interesting. According to Joe Esposito, uh, who's a composer, uh, you're the best. You know, you're the
1: best around. Nothing's ever gonna keep you down.
0: Uh, Was originally written for Rocky 3, which explains the lyric, history repeats itself, which doesn't make any sense in this movie. Um, But the song had been rejected in favor of Eye of the Tiger. Um, Ironically, Survivor also performed the theme song, The Moment of Truth, for Karate Kid. So they got a a Survivor song who did Eye of the Tiger, and they got um, You're the Best. So that was an original song for the soundtrack and obviously went on to become uh, bigger than... The actual movie so those are all the facts i know about karate kid but um you know we're gonna we're gonna make our way through them i'm Mm -hmm. i think you'll i'm not even gonna say what i think because i don't want to put any thoughts into your head about um the sequels i was
1: just gonna ask you what is are are the sequels even any good like i don't have any idea
0: i i will not tell you but (laughs) they're Um, the, the original trilogy, which I think we'll at least cover, um, I don't know if we'll get to the one with, um, well, Hilary Swank plays the next Karate Kid in part four and it does have Miyagi. So it's a continuation of these Um. movies, but it doesn't have Daniel. It has, um, yeah, Hilary Swank as the Karate Kid. She's a girl karate kid in the nineties, I think. A
1: girl karate kid, get out of here! With I know that. the
0: the nineties were The nineties were wild.
1: So progressive, I hate it.
0: Um, but you know, and then I think once we watch these, I think you'll actually probably enjoy um, Cobra Kai. Okay. So we'll we'll make our way through these movies, um, and you know they're. Watching Cobra Kai for me, I've, I've binged all of them. I think it sort of got me in the mood to go back and revisit. And you'll really, really appreciate seeing these movies with a fresh set of eyes and going in and watching the series because the series is like fan service 100%. They just bring it back almost every single character from these um, these movies into the TV show. And they do a really good job. Um, I think the writing and acting pretty sloppy, but it's pure nostalgic fun. So, did you have any sort of final thoughts on Karate Kid?
1: Um... I don't know. No. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of still want to learn karate because it's something... Is it still a thing that kids are, like, fascinated by karate? Or is that just our generation?
0: I think it still is, but now it's moved on from just karate to, like, karate and... There's so many martial arts out there now. Yeah. When we were kids, it was like...
1: Just karate.
0: Karate or taekwondo were two different. And those were pretty much lumped in the same... Like, people thought they were the same thing. Yeah. Now kids can learn jujitsu, which is sort of cool. Um, kids get into wrestling. We're in the Midwest. Wrestling's a huge thing. Um, and so, yeah. I think if you get your kids into... I mean, I, I can't, I'm not even going to say anything because it's like, I don't have any kids. Why You're do like, I even...
1: Like, get away from me. I know. Karate. Did you ever pretend you knew Karate.
0: Oh, we played karate all the time, but I never yeah. knew it. Like, Jake. Oh, did
1: you think, thought you did? No. Oh, I thought I did. Uh,
0: J- Jake actually <laughs> took lessons for a while. Yeah. And he had the the gi and he had, I think, I remember he had like an orange belt or something. I think you start maybe with the orange belt or white belt or something.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, you know, you change his color, green and orange stuff. I, I know black belt obviously is the highest in every martial art, but um, it was never something that my mom, you know, she was like, by the time third kid she's like no we're not doing that like your brother quit that it didn't work uh your brother's braces didn't work your brother's this didn't work your you know I'm not signing your student loans your brother never paid his back like
1: my, yeah my mom at one point said she was going to give me cry lessons cuz I was so pissed off at the time <laughs> I thought that would help my anger and then she, she didn't she didn't um fulfill her Promise. I don't know if it was a promise or not. So it probably made me more mad.
0: So then you karate chapter. Yeah. I know Avery was taking lessons for a little bit, um and then COVID hit. So I don't. I think they probably still do it at distance stuff, but for like right, she was in it like right in when COVID hit. So it was like, you know, they canceled classes for quite a while. Then when it was probably time to get back up, she was doing something else, or I don't know.
1: You think I can punch through a board?
0: Probably. I do appreciate that they don't do a lot of that shit in this yeah. movie. Like, it they portray it pretty accurately. Like, I liked that, you know, Miyagi does the whole, like, use it for defense, not for, f- like, actually just fighting. And, you know, they have to learn that a little bit throughout the movie, like, why that's a bad thing.
1: Yeah, you don't just start shit.
0: You don't start no shit, there won't be no shit.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's
0: the lesson of this movie. But... There's also a scene I read um, that was cut from the uh, lunchroom scene where Daniel goes and, you know, her, him he pays for Allie's lunch, which I thought was like, come on, dude. Like, Daniel's clearly poor and you're rich and you're letting him buy you lunch. But, you know, it's yeah. the girl-boy dynamic.
1: But yeah. Let appar- him be a man and but, pay for you.
0: But apparently in the original, they actually filmed it and never got released. There's a deleted scene where... Um, that he puts uh, like blueberry pie on Daniel's seat and he sits on it and gets all over his pants and he gets up and they have a, f- you know, pushing <laughs> match or whatever. And it's like <laughs> just constantly fucking with each other in this movie.
1: Sometimes I want to start shit so there can be shit. And I think if I'm going to actually do that, I need to learn karate. So well, me- maybe I should learn karate.
0: Yeah. How about you learn karate and then we can talk about it on the podcast.
1: Yeah. I'm going to start shit with everyone more than i already do
0: if colby's made it this far into the podcast he's still wait. he's like <laughs> he's like you know uh he wants me to really go to one of his jujitsu classes for a podcast and uh, You're,
1: you'll die
0: i know i'll die but um <laughs> i'm cl- clearly out of shape and don't know how to fight but uh also i just no. i'm if once once you know the vaccine gets rolling out and, and it's a little safer to be contacting people that close he, he's a coach and i trust him that he won't uh, I'm not going into a boxing class. I'd much rather go no. into jiu-jitsu. I'd rather be I'm just saying that, out. like,
1: I can whoop your ass. I try, every day, I try to whoop your ass, and you're just, you just don't have the courage. To oh, know. shut
0: up. <laughs> you know I'm the best around, and nothing's ever going to keep me down. No, I will. <laughs> okay. Um, well, if you guys um, want to hear me and Nikki, uh, maybe we'll have a fight after this, like a physical fight, <laughs> and then we'll come back and record another episode of First Time. Because um, we never have actually had physical fights, believe it or not, after all these years, just yelling matches. Um, so, yeah.
1: I'd rather... I. We can just, just record
0: like, the fight if you want.
1: I I hope the day comes I whoop your ass.
0: I know that... <laughs> I will do everything to avoid getting my ass whooped by you, and you will definitely whoop my ass, and I won't argue with that, so, um, you are the Karate Kid.
1: I want to be, I, I want, I, I'm inspired (laughs) to be the next Karate Kid by whooping your ass.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, was there any final thoughts on the movie?
1: Oh, um, it was Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) Well, I look forward to jumping back on after we record for the second movie. I think uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I look forward to it, like I said, and um, I guess we'll see you next time. I guess. First time podcast. Yeah. woohoo! Thank you again for listening to the first time podcast. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and give us a like on Facebook. Follow or subscribe to the first time podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what you hear. Leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts. A huge thank you goes out to Scott Schreiner of Weezer for our intro and outro music. Last but not least, do us a favor and share this podcast with someone else who might enjoy it. We appreciate your support.
1: Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that? No, Sensei. No, mercy.